You're listening to the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to So Wizards. You are thinking, you said people gonna die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 427 of the So Wizard Podcast. I am your host, Joey DiCarlo, and my co-host, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. Let's kick the tires and light the fires, Big Daddy. <laughs> and the experts, Mr. Marquis, Mark Ellis Reagans. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. You are listening to So Wizard Podcast, where three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly on the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. This week, it's a double review. We've got two movies ready to go in the lock in the chamber for us to review. It's Werewolf by Night and Hocus Pocus 2. But before we get into all of that, how is everybody doing this week? Marcellus Reagans, how are you? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. I am a little bit tired this week. It's been a long week. A lot of stuff coming up that I've been working on. A lot of projects I'm trying to get done before the deadline. But uh, other than that, I've been doing pretty good. I This is today, as we record the show, this is the first day that I've had off since I got back from Dragon Con and I was uh, contaminated with COVID. So <laughs> this it feels very nice to have a day off, even though I have to do this podcast. Damn it. It's not so bad doing a podcast. Come on now. Yeah, you're right. You're right. There's no place I would rather be than right here with you lovely people. Uh, Aubrey Litchfield, how are you? I am uh, tired. I just worked... Uh I yesterday was my first day off in a in a week. I worked seven days straight, uh, so I'm I'm a I'm a little delirious today. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I am, and I did my shittiest day of work since I started. I I was just not on my game at all. So yeah, I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. We're all tired. We're all tired. I guess what, guys? I am also exhausted. I am a complete mess right now, as usual, part of the course, but I'm even worse than usual. I worked a lot last week. I did 47 hours in four days between both jobs, and then immediately on Thursday, I got out of work and drove down and got on the train and went to New York City and went to New York Comic Con. Had a good time hanging out with my uh, best friend Derek and his wife Amanda. And we went to the con. Drove back on Saturday. Spent all day Sunday running errands. Spent all day working today. And here we are. My God, dude. So I, there was not much time for rest. I was thinking about New York Comic Con. like Because uh, I knew that you were heading down. And for some reason, it kind of snuck up on me. But after... You know, Dragon Con and the Big E, the thought of going to New York, I was like, there's no fucking way that I would have made it. So thank God that you went down to represent So Wizard Podcast. You're the best. I appreciate it. And I didn't go down to represent anything. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, 
we did not get press passes this year, so I refused to do anything even remotely involving podcasting while I was there. And I was super antisocial and didn't even meet up with people that I knew that were there or put any effort in anything. I literally just walked around with my friends and enjoyed the show. That's good. Did you have fun? It was a good time. Yeah, it was a very good time. Uh, expensive. I got some cool stuff. Uh, for the most part, had a really good time. No complaints at all. Can't wait to go back next year, hopefully for the whole week. Right. As press. Or not. Either way, <laughs> I'm going to go. I, I know I like to complain. I'm a little bitch. I'm going to go either way, but I would prefer to go as press. That would be a lot of fun, but I, I still would like to go either way with my friends. So there's plenty of more cons to come. I'm sure Mark loves to hear that, but Bing Con is coming up in a few weeks and then Rhode Island Comic Con ends our year of comic cons it's just time to start planning for 2023 yeah love to hear it <laughs> you definitely sound like you love to hear it <laughs> no i am very excited for a bing con i think uh it's a nice small con a lot of our friends are going to be there uh it's going to be a fun show so yeah that one i'm definitely excited for and you know i will be excited for rhode island comic con if we can if we manage to pull off what we we're trying to pull off i think that would be a, a big fun show for us yeah, we should have a good time. Hopefully all four of us should be there at the very least on Saturday. So we'd be all of us in the same place for the first time in over three years. Should be a good time. Hopefully it all comes together. We'll see. But enough about us. Enough about us. Marcellus Reagans, please let us talk some more about us and tell the listeners where they can find more So Wizard Podcasts. All right, so everybody can head on over to SoWizardPodcast.com where you will find a brand new episode every week you'll also find an occasional movie review from yours truly Uh, you'll also find some reviews and some recommendations and interviews from the one and only adam wallyhawk you'll also find our merchandise there t-shirts sweatshirts stickers coffee mugs all located in our t public store you'll also find our social media links there we have facebook twitter instagram tiktok so definitely get at us you can subscribe to us on iTunes and leave us a five-star review while you're there, if you can. Uh, you can find our podcast wherever podcasts can be found. And that's including the Stitcher Radio app, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Good Pods. We have a YouTube page with new content premiering there regularly. So definitely check that out. We have a Patreon page where you can support the show And for as little as a dollar a month, you'll receive exclusive content year-round. Shout out to all of our buddies in the Geek World All-Stars Podcast and Network. Back to you, Joey. First of all, a podcast takes a lot of work, okay? You have to organize the guests, you have to do a Google Calendar, and and you build a following. It takes a lot all right well this week we got some very special we've got a double review we're gonna review two new release movies which one do you want to do first mark ellis what do you want to do first oh we got to do hocus pocus come on dude that's the one that everyone's waiting for <laughs> all right we'll get it started with hocus pocus 2 and as always with both these movies we're gonna go non-spoiler to start so no spoilers Until we drop the sound drop, letting you know they're coming. So if you haven't watched it yet, you'll at least have an idea of what we thought of it. So we get started. Let me ask you guys this. Big fan of the first movie? 
Markellis Reagans? I never saw it until this past weekend. <laughs> Aubrey Litchfield. I mean, it's all right. I wouldn't say it's my favorite Halloween time movie, but it's okay. I'll, I would watch it when it was on uh, the 13 Nights of Halloween. Okay. I am in the same boat as you, Markellis. I had never seen it until this weekend. Oh, yeah. So we're, so we're watching we're two movies. We're hitting it fresh then. We're getting a lot of uh, Disney witches in our uh, in our review this weekend. That's right. Teen witches, twitches. <laughs> Top that. That's right. So there you go. That's our, our experience with Hocus Pocus before this. I never watched it because I didn't think it looked interesting to me. And I it just didn't really like what I looked like. <laughs> I guess is the easiest way to put it. I just wasn't feeling it at all. So I never watched it. I know it's been starting to pick up steam as like this cult classic in the last like, I don't know what, five years or so. But. Man, I just I could not get into it. Not my thing. But I, I, I took one for the team. And we all had a chance to watch Hocus Pocus 2, the new sequel on Disney Plus. And what did we think? Non-spoiler, Aubrey Litchfield. Uh, it was okay. It was, um, it was really stupid. <laughs> but I'm sure if I had watched it like right after it, like if it had come out years ago, right after the first one, I'd have been like, all right, you know, that it, it, that's about on par with the first one. But if it had come out right after the first one, I would have been like, OK, you know, and it, I would have been young enough for it to have nostalgia to it. But it, it, it's so far of a gap. And um, there were parts that were kind of funny, but overall it wasn't. Good. Okay. Mark Ellis Briggins, what about you? Hmm, this is tough. Uh, I did, like I said, I saw the first one this weekend for the first time. So I'm, I think I'm hip to the, the lore of the witches in Salem and the Hocus Pocus <laughs> cinematic universe, right? So I think I, I understand what's going on. That being said, you know, if someone smacked me in the face like 20 times with their right hand and then they smacked me one time with their left hand and they said, how did that feel? I'd be like, I feel great. Because it, it wasn't the right hand. That's kind of how I feel about Hocus Pocus 2. It's 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 a good movie if you like the first one. If you really like the first one, I think the second one works. I think it's a m much better improvement as a movie. Uh, as a standalone movie, it's kind of tough to say. But if you're into that vibe of the original Hocus Pocus, I think you'll like Hocus Pocus 2. I got some chuckles out of it. But again, it's only because I just watched the first one right before it. Okay. Um, you know, I didn't really like this all that much, surprisingly. I, I didn't hate it as much as I thought I would. And I watched the first one, just like you, Markels. I actually watched it on Wednesday night. So I got home from work and I watched at nine o'clock at night. And instead of packing or doing any of the other stuff I was supposed to do, I watched Hocus Pocus one first. So I ground myself into dust for this podcast. But now I had the backstory fresh, just like fresh in my mind. And then I watched this one. I, I thought that it was a little goofy, but not. I don't know. I want to say not in that fun way. It was just dumb. It just felt dumb. It felt like they had captured magic in the first movie and they just couldn't get it back. They're just clawing at the outside of the jar, the outside of the bottle where the lightning was, and they couldn't get any more in there. Just did not work for me at all. I agree I had some sensible chuckles here and there, but for the most part, I was either bored or just mystified at how dumb it was. So wow. not really a fan of it, but really the only way to talk about this movie is to spoil it. 
So let's do it. Let's spoil our first movie, Hocus Pocus 2. Markel, let's drop the drop. Can you spoil this movie? I don't know. All right, hold on. <laughs> uh, I've got some spoilers. One clear spoiler. Here's a spoiler. You will die alone. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. I'm going to put you on the spot, Aubrey Litchfield. I need things that you liked about this movie. I like the child witches, uh, the witches, the, the witches. Yeah, the kids <laughs> that um played the witches as kids. I think that they did a phenomenal job, especially the uh, Winnie. She's freaking hysterical. That girl deserves all the awards. She was so funny. So I did like that. I liked small amounts of the humor, like them going into Walgreens and being and having the uh, the Roombas. That was really funny. And I liked them drinking the lotion. I thought that that was really funny. Uh, but I would say that's about it. Wow. That's not much. That is not much. Uh, yeah, I, w- I was much more negative about it. And Max was trying to be really nice and positive and try to point out all these good qualities that I could mention. And I was like, no, this is fucking stupid. <laughs> all right. Put a pin in that. We'll come back to you. Marcellus Reagans, we need things you liked about the movie. So things I liked about the movie. Based on the first one, it starts off in the in the past. It's kind of a flashback. And then they bring people up to speed. So for the second one, I like that they used that same device. They did a flashback story of them as teenage witches, uh, the three sisters together, and kind of shows like how they got that that cabin in the Forbidden Woods and and pretty much how they started out. So that I thought was really cool because I was wondering if they were going to use that same device uh, to tell this story. And they did, and they found a way to do it, and I thought it was clever. I thought the the three younger versions of the witches, I thought they did a really good job. I thought the cast was really good. Uh, I actually was... I don't want to say impressed, but I was glad to see that Bed Midler and Sarah Jessica Parker and Kathy Najimy were all like gung ho to re- reprise these characters. Like they were all in. They were not phoning it in at all. So that I thought was really cool. I really liked them. Sam Richardson is an actor who I wasn't really a fan of. The first time I really saw him was in a Tomorrow War. Um, and I wasn't a fan of his performance in a movie. It felt like he was in the wrong movie. Uh, there was like the action adventure movie with Chris Pratt that we reviewed a while ago. Uh, Did but we he, review that? Yep. Oh, okay. And he, I remember it was very blah. <laughs> and he was good. He was really good in. He was good in the movie, but he wasn't. He he didn't fit that story. But I've grown to like him as an actor. Actually, I love him. I think he's hilarious. Uh, he was awesome in Werewolves Within. He's great in uh, the After Party on Apple. TV plus he's just a good actor so seeing him in here and seeing him kind of deliver his kind of typical Sam Richardson quirkiness I thought was was hilarious Doug Jones is a national treasure I can't believe he played the exact same character from the first movie and you would barely I mean obviously he's under a lot of makeup as um what was the guy's name Billy the zombie guy but he was still hilarious he was still good so I I enjoyed that too uh, and I like, <laughs> I did like Tony Hale. He was a little bit over the top, but he's such a goofball, uh, playing the mayor or the, uh, what's her name's dad. Uh, I just like seeing him just go crazy over a caramel apple. Cause I, I love caramel apples. I felt this pain. I felt this pain on that one. Yeah. And the story was okay. It didn't quite connect to the first movie like I hoped it would. 
Um, you know, they threw in a few too many musical numbers for my liking. But again, if you, I think because I just watched the first one and I was in that kind of cinematic universe mind, I think this is a, a much bigger improvement on that one. So, uh, yeah, those are the things that I liked about it. All right. Well, uh, what did I like about this movie? Now, there's not going to be much, but I did like the two to an extent. And I'll get into it and things I didn't like. I did like like both of you guys said, I did like the child actor at the beginning of the movie Thought they did a good job of mimicking the main actresses. I think the main actresses themselves uh, all do a great job. I I don't like Bette Midler, shockingly enough, or uh, the other lady from Sister Act. I don't remember <laughs> what her name is. I don't really like any of the actresses in this movie, to be quite honest with you. But I think they do a great job in this. And I agree with you, Mark and Aubrey. They are all in. This is not Harrison Ford being like, fine, give me the check. <laughs> exactly. And showing up for uh, 10 minutes of uh, episode nine. <laughs> so they're, they're putting in the effort. They're putting in the effort. Um, I don't know what it is about these two movies, but I don't think Sarah Jessica Parker has ever looked hotter in, in the world. <laughs> Am I alone on this? Wait a minute. You dog just Sarah Jessica Parker at every chance you get on the show. You're telling me you actually found her attractive in these movies. Holy shit. Even, especially in the first one and in the second one, too. I was just like, whoa, whatever special effects they're using on her in this movie. She needs <laughs> to sign them up for the rest to, of to, yeah. uh, down her looks a little bit. Yeah, whatever. Whatever they did to make this horse look like a very attractive human woman. How dare you? Uh, they need to keep it up. <laughs> How dare you? Is I this what furries are going on about? I don't know. Maybe I spent too much time looking at anime stickers at uh, New York Comic Con. My <laughs> sense of attractiveness is all warped. But yeah, I, I don't know what it was. But for some reason, in these two movies, I, she's very attractive. And, and it, I don't usually find her attractive ever. So I was really blown away by that. But for the most part, I don't like any of those actresses. So for them to me to actually enjoy their performances is the best compliment I can give, which sounds like a horrible, like backhanded comment compliment. I hate you guys. I think you suck and you're gross, but you're great in this movie. <laughs> that, that, that sounds about right. <laughs> for a Soul wizard podcast. Yeah. 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 Put that on the front of the DVD box, <laughs> but it, <laughs> I did enjoy their performance. I, I, I also will get into it in things I didn't like, but I, I will disagree with you, Mark. I liked that there were more musical numbers in the second one. I thought that was something goofy that wasn't as embraced in the first one. Okay. In the first one, I mean, you have Bette Midler in your movie. You're only going to give her one song. In this one, they give them multiple songs. And it, it's it's just embracing the dumbness of what's going on. So I did appreciate that. And as much as I thought it was dumb when it first happened, when she got Roombas as her broom. <laughs> They were able to weave it into weave it into the plot, <laughs> right? When they so, got rid of so, the salt, oh my god, right? So when they got with the the Roombas came out and got rid of the salts, I was like, oh my god, why <laughs> there was Roombas? Like I it, I appreciated that I really did because I I was expecting it to be something stupid. I didn't think it was that funny, and then I was like, man, they just keep going with this thing. And eventually it came back around to a point where it made sense in the movie. So I was like, okay, I got this now. So, you know, I had some sensible chuckles watching it, but that was really about it for me. I did enjoy the performances of the Sanderson sisters, whether they were young or old-ish. Some sensible chuckles here and there. I did like the musical numbers to a point. But what about things we didn't like? Aubrey Litchfield... The floor is yours. What did you not like about Hocus Pocus 2? 
I agree with Mark. I hated the musical numbers. <laughs> wow. Um, hated them. I thought they were absolutely they were cringy, and it made me angry to listen to them. I hated them singing one way or another. I thought it was, ugh. It makes me angry just thinking about it, honestly. Um, it was stupid. Hated that. Um, Tony Yale, I feel like he's playing the same character over and over again. Um, Sam Richardson, I was like, man, where do I know this guy? And it's from that shitty-ass movie senior year that is, it's got to be the worst movie I've seen this year. That movie is awful. Um, and he was in it. And he was he was okay in that movie. You know, he actually did a pretty good job. But I didn't like the overall story of like these girls are not friends anymore. And it's all just a misunderstanding because one of them has a dumb boyfriend who thinks that he's being nice, but isn't. And like that teenage drama story, I'm fucking over it. It was so stupid, completely unnecessary, did not need to be in this movie. They could have done anything else. I don't like that in the end, Winnie, like, has them destroy her together or do the spell together so then she can join her sisters. Like, I get, like, there's a strong sisterly bond. That's what it's all based on in the beginning of this. But I don't know if I like the way that they executed it. I think, and, and that might play into me hating the, the teenage drama-esque part of the story. Yeah. I like I liked the drag queens during the the singing number, but I hated that singing number. Wow. Okay. Uh, Markellis Regans, what about you? Yeah, I surprisingly did not have a lot of hatred towards the movie. The only real drawback I can think of that I didn't really like is it felt like it didn't really tie itself to the first movie enough, uh, other than bringing back like Billy. But I don't know. For some reason, I if you're if you're gonna do a hocus pocus two, you know, twenty something years later, thirty something years later after the first one, you know, I wanted to connect to the first movie. I think Top Gun Maverick has kind of spoiled me on the uh, big sequels, the long gaps between the sequels. I thought the story was okay. I don't enjoy the fact that it wasn't more strongly connected to the first one. Um, I did like all of the teenage girls that were, you know, kind of somewhat woven into the story as witches but yeah i thought their storyline was was not i don't know it wasn't really solid and after watching the first one i'm like oh these three the original three witches the hocus pocus witches are like they're evil like they're legit trying to kill kids so that they could be youthful and i'm like how did they how did this movie become a hit how did we get to a sequel like how are disney fans enjoying a movie about evil witches but and them trying to weave the second one so that you kind of care for them at the end even though they are pretty much evil it was a it was a kind of a tightrope to walk so i don't think they quite nailed it at least not to my satisfaction i don't think they nailed it completely but again it's hocus we're talking about hocus pocus here if you like the first one i'm pretty sure you like the second one all right well you know i am going to echo a couple of things that both you guys said uh first of all mark ellis i i agree with you i did not like the storyline i just was kind of blown away when it opened as much as we praised the young actresses in the beginning of the movie and they did a great job don't get it twisted i, I just i was blown away but that was the storyline we went with we're going to take the three witches from the first movie who are shown to be evil <laughs> with no remorse and the only reason they stopped killing children was because of 
other people. They never had any revelation. <laughs> oh, it's bad to suck the lifeblood out of children. <laughs> no, right. they, they had no redemption arc. It's not like, you know, Darth Vader getting saved by Luke at the end of Return of the Jedi. <laughs> it's just they, didn't, they just got defeated at the end. And it's fine. That's, right. That was the movie. But then we're going to turn around and make them sympathetic figures was just kind of like, wait a minute. <laughs> what? <laughs> and then so we start the movie and they're sympathetic. They come back and they're evil for the whole movie until the very end when they're supposed to be sympathetic again. Right. <laughs> right. So I'm sure the emperor was really mad and upset that the Death Star got blown up. He put a lot of work into it. But I'm not going to be upset about it. <laughs> I mean, he was evil. He got defeated. So, you know, I'm sad. For Bette Midler, that her sisters got killed. But at the end of the day, they're evil. So you got to go. <laughs> right. That's that's the story. <laughs> I don't understand. Well, all of a sudden, maybe that's the difference between a movie made in 1993 and a movie made in 2022 where we can't no one can just be evil. There have to be we have to have something where they, they we can say, oh, they weren't so bad after all. You know, everyone get a group hug. But. I was kind of blown away by that. I will agree with you, Aubrey. The musical numbers, which I said I liked, and I did for the most part. I liked the music, and I liked the idea of the musical numbers existing, which is that's what I wanted from it, because they only had one in the first movie. I was kind of taken aback by how did three witches who are from the 1600s, who have only since they got killed in the 1600s, been alive for one night, which we watched <laughs> in the first movie, right? We watched that movie. Right. How did they know the words to a Blondie song? I said the same thing. <laughs> I was bitching about it when we were watching it, and Max was trying to get me to just enjoy it for what it is. And I don't think he understands that's not who I am. <laughs> so I was bitching about the same thing. It was like they could, they, I wouldn't have been as mad had they made up a new song, but they chose a song that already existed. I know we should probably suspension of disbelief. We've got 400 year old witches flying around on Roombas. Right. But for some reason, that was just a step too far <laughs> for me. <laughs> it's like, how did she know that? How do they know the words to this? How do they know the tune to this? Well, like Disney couldn't get the rights to smells like teen spirit. So <laughs> <laughs> they, were, they were big Nirvana fans for the one night that they were on earth. So it's like, oh, we got to get Blondie. I'm not arguing. It's a great song. I love Blondie, but man, that was, it was just weird. It just took me out of it. Like it was a pop culture reference that didn't need to be in there. They should have just written a new original song. It was better when Angelica did it and regrets go wild. <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about, but I'm going to agree. And they could have written something in the vein of that and not had to pay the rights. I, I don't know. I don't know. It was, it was just too much for me. It was a step too far with that song. I just couldn't do it. And then I just it just had a weird feel. And I don't know if you guys agree with this or not, but and Mark, you just watched the first movie like I did. So the first movie felt like a kid's movie, right? It right. just felt it had that feel like a kid's movie. They don't make those kind of movies anymore, but it just had that feel. This felt I don't know, it just felt different. Did it not feel different to you? Well, it did. But, you know, I thought it felt better. The, the thing about the first movie is that, yes, it was a kid's movie, but I could not get over how many times they had to point out that that kid was a virgin. They must have said <laughs> that like 30 times in a movie. I'm like, all right, we get it. <laughs> what are they trying to teach kids in the 1990s, this Disney movie? So this one did feel different, but it felt more like, okay, 
we know what people have been wanting and we're going to try to put it all together in this one movie instead of just making another Disney movie of the week like the first one. We're actually going to try to incorporate a lot more themes into it and hopefully broaden the audience while still keeping the original core audience. So, yes, it's totally different, but I, again, think it's for the better. I disagree because I enjoyed that weird uh, Disney Channel movie feel the first one had with it was pretty low budget. There was mo- a lot of practical effects and yeah. kind of goofy. And this one, I, I just felt a little bit in a different direction. And I also agree with you, Mark and Aubrey, that it didn't feel as connected to the first one as I thought it would. The storyline with the three girls and blah, it almost felt superfluous to everything else that was going on. Right. And I was hoping maybe like, okay, this is the grand, great granddaughter or whatever many years it's been. I don't know. <laughs> this is the, the granddaughter of the girl from the first movie, you know, like some sort of tie to the main characters besides the fact that they just happened to live in the same town that would have tied them to the first movie. Right. Maybe, you know, somebody banged the uh, ghost kid from the first movie. He's not a virgin anymore. And now he has kids and now whatever. Like some sort of tie from the characters besides the witches, the first movie. Yeah, it's, it's something I was looking for. Like, obviously, we have the zombie guy and there was a black cat and that kind of stuff. But I, I was expecting like the main characters to be somebody's grandkids some, somehow tied to it besides they were just kids at school. And then it, they were just there's all their stuff in their storylines. Like when they weren't swept up in the main storyline of the witches. Like it, it was kind of stupid. It really did nothing for me. I, I, I think in the first one, it, they pretty much just were, we hit the ground running. There's witches. Here's the kids. Blah, blah blah. Go. Like this one, it was like trying to have some kind of high school drama with her boyfriend. It, it just did not work at all, and it didn't suck me into those characters one bit. Eventually, them ending up having witch powers was kind of dumb at the end too. I was just I was I'd like to see some other way of solving this i don't know how it is i'm not a screenwriter but i don't know i just it just felt off like a lot of it just felt off to me especially having just watched the first one i think maybe if like aubrey we had memories of the first one and then turned this one on maybe we'd have a slightly better impression of it but having just watched that first one and jumping into this one uh you can kind of tell the difference you can kind of tell the difference a little bit it just it just felt off to me so well you know the first one well not to not to categorize, but the first movie you kind of felt towards, it was geared towards young girls because we put a cute boy as the main lead and have <laughs> him go on his adventures. And, you know, you had the three witches, three Salem witches, blah, blah, blah. And in this one, you know, all those girls have grown up. So, you know, you want to keep the same cast, but you also want to do this movie for girls. But you also want to have it be more girl empowerment and have them, you know, kind of bond together and, you know, that type of thing. So you can't make the same you can't get away with the same cute boy somehow sleeps with the girl in, in, in his house on the first night of meeting her like you can't do that these days I, mean, I agree I, I just think when that I, when I say there's, sleep there's, there's something missing when I say sleep with the girl I mean like they stay overnight and she doesn't get in trouble and neither does he yeah that's not gonna happen um, not for my kids but right, right. <laughs> like, I just felt missing something Aubrey did you feel like it was missing something no talking cats yes what was it missing Aubrey I don't know Less it musical just, it, numbers. It didn't, it didn't feel like a hocus. Like it didn't feel like it was surrounding the witches. It felt like it was surrounding these teenagers, and it was just fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, 
I think at the end of the day, I just wasn't invested in the main characters and that's kind of where the movie loses me and the movie trying to humanize and make evil witches who suck children's souls out into sympathetic characters. Uh, it just didn't work for me at all, but I think we got to score it. I think that's the important thing. Zero to five, five being the best and zero being the worst. Aubrey Litchfield, what do you have for Hocus Pocus two? I'm going to give it a 1.5. Wow. All right. 1.5. Marcellus Reagans. I'm going to give it a 2.5. Wow. Okay. A 2.5. It's going up. What's going to happen next, guys? It's going up. Um, yeah. I mean, I hate to say it because it's going back down. I am a 2 out of 5 on this one. I just I prefer the first one. I just think this one is a bit of a mess. It's just a bit of a mess for me. I just, it just did not work at all. I don't prefer either of them over any other movie in the world, but if these were the only two movies in existence, I guess I would prefer the first one. So a two out of five for me, but Hey, you know what? Big ups to uh, Sarah Jessica Parker's makeup crew. So, all right, that is our review of Hocus Pocus two. Now we got to jump into the next movie that we're going to review. This is not really a movie. It's a Halloween special on the Disney Plus streaming network from the MCU. The first hour-long special, Werewolf by Night. We're going to jump into it again, non-spoiler, and then we'll play the drop, letting you know when it's time to spoil. Mark Ellis Reagans, what did you think of Werewolf by Night? Right from the very opening credits of the this quote-unquote Halloween special. Jesus Christ. I thought the werewolf was coming for me for a second. <laughs> That's how the opening credits were. <laughs> uh, yeah, from the very beginning of the opening credits, I thought this was going to be... You can tell that it's in the hands of a storyteller. You know what I mean? Like You can tell they're really trying to do something different. So I was prepared to be amazed, and I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed the, the whole thing. I thought it was fun. I thought it lived up to what it promised. And uh, I know nothing about Werewolf by Night, the comic book, but I really enjoyed this kind of enclosed story. All right, Aubrey Litchfield, what about you? I thought that I was really going to hate it, um, but I actually did enjoy it. Um, And I was a little disappointed that it's a holiday special because I kind of wanted to watch more of it. All right. Uh, I I agree with you there, both of you guys. I thought this was phenomenal. I think this was great. It was well done. It was well shot. It looked exactly like you wanted it to look just from right. You're right, Mark, right from the opening credits with the uh, MCU fanfares playing. Then all of a sudden there's like, ah, right <laughs> in the middle of it. Like, you know what you're getting into. And I, I, I thought this was great, man. I have read werewolf by night comics and the werewolf in this looks straight out of the comics, oh, nice. literally pulled from the pages. And there's other characters in here pulled right out of the comics, which I was blown away (laughs) to see in a mainstream movie-ish special. So I I also really enjoyed it. So that is a non-spoiler, what we thought. It sounds like three big thumbs up. Go watch it if you haven't. It's only an hour. The rest of you stick around. It's time to drop the drop again and spoil Werewolf by Night. Uh, I've got some spoilers. One clear spoiler. Here's a spoiler. You will die alone. (laughs) All right, let's get into it. Things that we liked. Aubrey Litchfield, give me some things you liked about Werewolf by Night. I I liked the story. 
Um, I thought that it was really interesting. I did like the monsters. I liked how they brought in new special effects plus old special effects. I really liked the black and white feel of it. Plus, uh, they kind of showed like the indicators that show the people that are doing the reels to to switch the reels. Uh, so like they had those little indicators up in the corner, which give it that old school feel. I thought that that was really cool. I really liked the actors in this. I thought that they all did a really good job. There wasn't anybody that I hated, which was surprising. And it was just, it was really interesting. I thought I was going to hate it, but I actually really enjoyed it. So That's surprising. That does not happen very often for you. I know. <laughs> Mark Ellis Reagans, what about you? Yeah, the list of things that I liked about this is like super long. So the main thing that I liked is that it definitely tried to recapture that feeling of an old, goofy horror movie. From the opening credits to the title card, uh, it definitely felt like that. And Aubrey, I did notice that too, the indicators, the cigarette burns that they have on a corner of the screens <laughs> to let you know to switch the reels. I'm like, who would know what that is except for old people? <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was like really cool. Like, oh, it's good that they brought they for some reason brought that dumb thing back. Yeah, I thought visually it was amazing. I loved the black and white aspect, and the only color was the red bloodstone. I thought that was awesome. I thought the humor was good. The uh, the creature named Ted, which <laughs> cracked me up. I thought that was good. Uh, all of the performances I thought were really good. Yeah, and I I like it being a a Halloween special. I like that it's not like a six episode tv show that we hope gets better by episode three and that it's not a full two-hour movie that doesn't quite stick the landing i like it being an hour it knows what it is it gets in there gets the job done and gets out and i also like the surprising amount of violence and blood <laughs> in this on disney i'm like yo they are like going kind of hard on this regarding the blood splatter and stuff so that i was surprised by so yeah i thought the whole thing was just enjoyable Awesome. 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 I am going to agree with both of you guys. I thought this was great. I loved the feel of it. Both of you said this. I'll echo, I'll echo it as well. It just felt like a love letter to those old universal black and white horror movies. And they nailed it. They nailed the feel of it. From uh, director Michael Giacchino, who is mostly known for being a composer. So very surprising. Um I loved the cast. I thought Jack Russell was great. Uh, Laura Donnelly as Elsa Bloodstone. <sighs> Bro. <laughs> Sneaking up. Sneaky <laughs> woman crush of the year contender out of nowhere there. Um, looking great. Uh, that's one of my favorite characters in the comics. One of those my favorite BC characters. Uh, D-level almost characters from the comics. But uh, she nailed it. She's great. I just thought they did a great job of the casting all through this. We get to see fucking man thing. Are you kidding me right now? <laughs> Think about this. We live in a world where Marvel can have a legitimate werewolf by night thing on streaming with fucking man thing in it as a character that people like. Aubrey loved man thing in this. Aubrey, you love man things, right? Yes. And DC can't figure out how to get Superman to work. So <laughs> that's proofs in the pudding but i was blown away i was not expecting uh man thing to be in this as much as he was i thought he looked fantastic straight out of the comics uh like i said werewolf by night looked straight out of the comics he looked exactly like he did with the pants and the kind of goofy um like curly body hair 
<laughs> when he appeared, I expected them to kind of like, all right, they're going to they're going to make him look, you know, more like a werewolf instead of what the comics look like, which was kind of dumb. And they didn't. They went straight out of the comics. I was blown away. I, I really, really enjoyed this. But was there anything you didn't like Aubrey Litchfield? I mean, his look is kind of very old school. I would have liked a different look for him, but it's it's kind of growing on me, honestly. That's it? Just the way he looked? Yeah. yeah, there really wasn't anything else that I have a gripe about. Wow. Okay, that's good. Mark Ellis Reagan's anything you didn't like. It's like really nitpicky stuff. You know, in order to tell this kind of horror movie you have to build up suspense so there's a lot of scenes of people you know lurking around corners with no dialogue that seem to go on <laughs> a little bit longer than they should have you know what i mean they went they i understand why they're there but some of the scenes felt like they were a beat or two too long and that mm-hmm. could be the fact that i'm also exhausted <laughs> and, and, and <laughs> trying to like watch this you know before we do the podcast so that might have played a, a hand in it too and then the other thing, and I, I feel dumb like pointing this out because it was a really cool scene, but they do a thing in films that always irks me. There's a scene where the guards are coming in and the werewolf is just like just going to town, just beating the shit out of them. And the camera is like doing a slow tracking to this giant door that's in a room that's slowly closing. Right. So as the werewolf is like slashing all these people, there's blood flying everywhere and blood gets on a camera lens. Which is cool. It's a cool effect. And, you know, the more guards get killed, the more blood that's on the camera lens. But it also, things like that take me out of the movie because it shows me that there's a camera in the room with him. <laughs> and I, it's a cool scene. And they do it in movies all the time. And people love it. But for some reason, that thing just irks me for some reason. So I Would, re- it, have been okay? Would it have been okay if someone paused, walked over, and wiped it off? <laughs> that's, that they might as well have done that. Stan Lee could have like <laughs> showed up, and be like, "Sorry, true reliever," and like wiped off the camera. And, and kind of you know, like how uh, in wrestling, you know, the heels will make their evil plans directly in front of a camera <laughs> <laughs> broadcast on television, but somehow the faces never know what's going to happen. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, it was a really cool scene, and I fucking loved it. I thought visually it was cool. Just that little gimmick of let's throw blood on the camera or water or whatever in the camera to show that there's a camera in a room that just annoys me. But other than that, I have no issues with it. I thought the performances and everything else was just, like, spot on. The music especially was amazing. Very nitpicky, Marcellus. I know. We all have our things. That's my thing. (laughs) That's your thing. All right. Well, Aubrey's is a uh, 400-year-old witch is singing Blondie songs. So It's really stupid. Like, could have done anything else. <laughs> She's still mad about it. <laughs> Should the werewolf have busted out with, like, Backstreet Boys or something in this, Aubrey? No. <laughs> <laughs> when he transformed and the smoke's in the room, it should have been like, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe someone can recut that out there for us. But, yeah, I don't have much complaints at all, to be honest with you. And it's only an hour long, so it's not like there's a lot to complain about anyway. And it's great, so there isn't a lot to complain about. Like Mark said, just nitpicky stuff. Um, I understand why they have to obscure some of the gore and the action because it's still on Disney. All right. It's still a Disney thing. It would have been nice to get a little bit more unstylized look at the action so we could see a little bit more horror. But I understand why they're not going to do that, especially for Marvel. 
But that honestly is really it. I do not have many complaints about this. And I think it's the format. Do you think, Mark, that that's a byproduct of the format? It's it's in, it's out. There is just isn't a chance for it to get crappy. Yeah, it, it is. Because that's one of the things with the TV shows. They take a three-episode arc and spread it out over six or seven episodes. We're here. They really whittled it down to this is exactly where we we know where we want to start and we know where we want to end and we know exactly how we want to get there. And it's just boom, 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 boom. Uh, anything that's that's um, small that isn't really relative to the story, you don't really care about. So it just I think it just works. And the time, the the hour limit is just perfect. Yeah, we didn't need um you know, like the show starts off really good. And then we get three episodes of werewolf by night traveling to Pakistan that just like screeched the entire <laughs> series to a halt. Then, You've got to let that go. dude. <laughs> uh, I'm not. That really pissed me off. Um, <laughs> all right. So before we score it, I just want to ask you guys, we all seem to have loved this. We all seem to love the format. Uh, is there any other characters or things you'd like to see them go- with this going forward? Aubrey Litchfield. I don't know. I don't know. I think man thing's really cool. I like man thing. More man thing. You want giant size man thing? Yeah, I think he's really cool and funny. He doesn't even say anything, and he's just funny. Giant size man thing sponsored by Bad Dragon. Uh, <laughs> Mark Ellis Reagan's format good. You want it, more of it going forward? And any specific characters you'd want to see? Yeah, I think this would work good with a Howard the Duck character. Like, <laughs> I, I don't think they need a six episode arc for Howard the Duck, nor do they need a two hour cinematic movie so i think an hour special featuring howard the duck would be like perfect all right yeah i loved this format it doesn't have to be a one-off we could get more we could get the werewolf by night summer vacation (laughs) (laughs) because i did enjoy uh what we had in in this so i'd like to see more of that character but i i would love to see them do this like you guys said instead of always just going and going and going with these tv series I think the series, uh, I'm, I'm a little souring on the series right now. I got to tell you, uh, I am liking She-Hulk. We, I haven't, I'm not up to date on it. I haven't finished it or anything like that, but I've, I've liked what I've seen so far. But, you know, Moon Knight was kind of blah. I think Miss Marvel was so close and then it was just all over the place. I think Falcon Winter Soldier really got fucked by COVID. Um, these are, these are like some concept where it'd be like, all right, let's get a one shot. Let's get an hour and five minute movie about Bucky or something, you know, we don't have to have everything be these six to 12 episode series and it it just loses its way. I don't know, man. What would I love to see uh, going forward? I mean, there's so many characters, but I'd love to see night thrasher. (laughs) I'd love to see uh, Speedball. any of the new warriors. Can we please get them? That'd be great. And you know, you know, what about the new Falcon Mark house, the new Falcon from Falcon winter soldier. Um, that guy could use a, an hour special, right? Yeah, that'd be perfect. Yeah, I mean, he's going to be in a new Captain America movie, so I'm sure they're going to give him, like, you know, a cool cameo or some cool action scene. But yeah, an hour movie just on his story, that would be awesome. We can celebrate, uh, I don't know, French Independence Day with the Batrock the Leaper <laughs> one hour special. Uh, there, there's just an endless possibility of things they could do with this. And if they're all going to be at this quality, I would be all in. Uh, but that's. Eventually, if you remember, that's what we said when WandaVision came out. Oh, they could do this forever as long as the quality stays up. And here we are. So (laughs) I look I do not look forward to the boring one hour specials coming in a few years. 
but we've got to score this guy zero to five, five being the best and zero being the worst. Aubrey Litchfield, what do you have for Werewolf by Night? I'm going to give it a four. All right. That is very surprising. Yeah. I'm surprised by it, too. <laughs> Mark Ellis Riggins. Yeah, I agree with Aubrey. I'm giving this a nice, solid four. I thought it was great. Awesome. I am going to go to a four and a half, four for the TV series, and an extra half star for Laura Donnelly as Elsa Bloodstone. Who Lord. Good Lord. I'd like, I'd like to give her a tourniquet anytime, let me tell you. <laughs> um, but that is it. That's our review of Hocus Pocus 2 and Werewolf by Night. Maybe we got it right. Maybe we got it wrong. Let us know what you what you think when you hit us up on social media. But now we are going to wrap it up before we tap it up and get some recommendations for the listeners out there. Aubrey Litchfield, what do you got? I'm going to recommend everybody should check out this book called We Had to Remove This Post. It's, uh, I have no idea how to say our last name. It's Hannah Bervo, something like that. So, some lady named Hannah. Um, it, it's a pretty like small book. It's 121 pages, actually. I just saw that. And it, it's, it's pretty interesting. So it, it like goes into the trauma of reviewing and removing content that's on the internet and stuff. Um, I don't know if it, I don't, I don't think it's based on a, a true story or anything, but I, I could honestly see this being a job for somebody. And it, it's just, it's, it's really interesting. It talks about this girl that gets a job with this company and she reviews graphic content that's on the internet and, and she has to watch these videos of like people shooting other people and all this other stuff and determine whether it needs to be taken down from the internet or not based on what it is. And some stuff makes it because it doesn't fit the right criteria uh, stuff like that. So it it's really interesting. It's a pretty short book, uh, but I recommend if if you get a chance to read it, definitely do. Uh, you don't have to buy it. Just sit in Barnes and Noble for an hour or two and sit there and read it. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> maybe maybe you should buy it and support the author if you like it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you could you could do that too. Excellent, Marcellus Reagans. How about you? I'm sorry. Just thinking of a world where things on the internet gets regulated and Joey going, no. <laughs> um, excuse me. That happens. It's pretty well known. There's people that do that for Facebook and uh, apparently the job like grinds them into dust in like two months. Oh, Most yeah. people can't hack it. They have to watch all the videos people upload and flag them. And there's some horrendous shit that makes people just like, I don't want to fucking do this. And they quit. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like this book talks about like how she becomes an alcoholic and all this other stuff and other people like have these mental breakdowns and stuff. So it's, it's pretty interesting. I could see it like being a real life thing, but I don't think it's an actual real life story. Or for me, or for me it's Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Mark Ellis Reagans, what do you got? Yeah, so my recommendation, if you're a big Hocus Pocus fan and you watched the first one and you know, you're know thinking about watching the second one or you did watch the second one, there was a Hocus Pocus 25th anniversary special that came out about four years ago that's also on Disney+. Plus. So uh, if you haven't had a chance to check that out, I think they might have even done interviews with some of the original kids from the first movie. So, uh, you know, you might as well complete the Hocus Pocus trilogy and uh, watch the, the 25th anniversary special from a few years ago. That's my recommendation. 
Well, there was an after credits scene, Marcellus, oh, so God. there will probably be a Hocus Pocus 3. I forgot to put that in the things that I hate. <laughs> that <laughs> makes absolutely no sense. The cat is not a talking cat like the first movie. And there's another candle. Like, that whole thing was just dumb. That whole bonus scene was just stupid. So, yeah, it's, there is not going to be a Hocus Pocus 3. Does the cat like Blondie? <laughs> Who cares at this point? <laughs> All right. Well, I will suggest that you go to SoWizardPodcast.com where you can find the podcast every week. There's links to all our social media on the right-hand side of the page. There is links to all our video and Patreon content as well at SoWizardPodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Good Pods, or just about anywhere under the sun you find podcasts. We will be there. Check out our aforementioned YouTube channel. There's hours of free exclusive content on there, including some new interviews and movie reviews that Adam just put up. So check it out at youtube.com backslash so was podcast. You can monetarily support the show on Patreon and get extra exclusive content this month. It is the only place, the only place to hear our review of Spirit Halloween, colon, the movie. Will it be better than Hocus Pocus 2? That is a very, very tough question. I cannot wait to have answered. But you can support us monetarily at patreon.com backslash so wizard podcast. Get exclusive content there. I will suggest. Now, Aubrey, I know I just busted your balls about not giving money to creators. <laughs> but uh, I watched something uh, on Thursday this past week that I had been waiting to watch for years. People telling me I had to see this. I had to see this. I had to see this. I finally got it. I finally watched it. It is the WNUF Halloween special. Mark, have you ever seen this before? No, never even heard of it. So it's a found footage movie done in the style of an 80s news broadcast. And I know what you're thinking. Found footage. Stupid. I don't want to watch it. It's fucking awesome. (laughs) (laughs) It's, It's a Halloween night, Halloween special on this local news channel where they go to a house where someone was murdered. And it is the news broadcast before the special. It's the special itself. It's it looks like it was taped right off of TV in the 80s down to the commercials. They made their own local commercials that all look exactly like it was 1986. And you're sitting in front of the TV. It was like someone hit me in the face with a two by four of nostalgia. How would it play for Aubrey or someone a little younger? I don't know. But for me, Mark, you would be right in that age range. I, I I was blown away by how awesome this was. And it was very low budget and done by only a few people. It was not a huge crew. So it, it was shocking at how good this was. And it's available for free online, even though you can watch it, I think, on Shudder and some other places where you actually have to pay for it. Uh, you can go to the Internet Archives if you search uh, on Google for the WNUF Halloween special. One of the video links is the Internet Archives, and the full thing is up there. Nice. Is it perfect? No. <laughs> the main story with the exorcism and all the stuff that they're doing at the house is kind of dumb after a while, and the low-budget seems really start to show in maybe the last 10 minutes. But my God, Mark, I, I really want you to watch this. It is a masterpiece of low-budget indie filmmaking. I'll put it that way. So WNUF Halloween special. Definitely check that out. And and I think you should jump on Hulu and check out the new Hellraiser reboot with a female pinhead, because that, my friends, is what we're going to be reviewing next week with a very special guest. So jump on and check that out so you can come back and hear it. But that is going to do it 
for episode number 427 of the So Wizard Podcast. I have been your host, Joey DiCarlo, and my co-host, the queen of all witches, Aubrey Lichman. <laughs> One way or another. And the experts, Mr. Marquis, Markellis Ray. Hey, everybody, have a great week and Wakanda forever. Book! <laughs> <laughs> We'll see you guys next week. We're going to have a special guest. We're going to review the new Hellraiser. Good journey.